Introducing Caribbean Radio Show, the chat reel with Billy and Friends. And now, here is your host, Billy Tappin. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are worldwide. This is Billy and Friends on the chat reel, the knowledge station, and we are glad to have you here. Tonight's guest is going to be Kamal Molly, and he has been with us before. He's one of our, our guests from the past. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, some of the UFO sightings as well as uh, the reptilians. So uh, as of now, we're just going to go right into it, and I'm going to introduce you to Kamal Molly. Kamal, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you doing? Man, another day in paradise. You know, that's how we do it. So let's kind of give the um, people a little something, to, to a little bit of meat to work with on this topic because we know the situation in Vegas that went down, um, they're trying to uh, – there's some discrediting, I think, going on in that situation. Well, but, you know, you might want to scroll back just a little bit before that where they were all of the – they started saying that they were balloons and everything that were being shot down. Right. That that, that preceded this. Um, the balloons – they put those up there while it was happening for plausible deniability reasons. If you have those up there, you can legitimately say you shot down some balloons, but there were other things in the sky while they were doing that. Mm-hmm. Always a distraction. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the thing about this is I definitely believe in the intergalactic, interplanetary scenario going on. But these things that we're seeing, I'm not so sure they're coming from outer space. This could be some undetected society that's much more advanced than we are that's living right here on this planet. And well, that, I agree. We don't, we, we're not having, not that our technology has reached a height that we should necessarily be able to detect them if that if they're that far ahead of us, but we don't detect them anybody coming from outer space. Whenever we see them, they're just like up here over the ocean or something like that, and which would lead me to believe that uh, – the inner oceans of the earth, which contain three times more water than the outer oceans, are connected by some huge hole it's too far down for us to understand what's going on. Yeah, because we do know, we do know that they, are, they have spotted UFOs coming from out of the ocean, um, going into the ocean. So we do know that uh, it's, it sustains some form of life there. So on a planet here, we have life here, and that's what I believe is happening. And some of the yeah. technology that we're getting, um, I think we're getting from um, our own world with other uh, entities that are assisting in uh, our, our um, engineering of, of our UFOs because we do have them as well. Yeah, so we, got, we have we have them in our military stockpile. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and some of these things are not necessarily all from other worlds rather than other dimensions. Right. That's, that's something that, you know, it's a huge, it's a huge thing going on where there are 
Hadron Collider scenarios that are opening up doorways into other worlds, other dimensions, other space-times. Um, the infinite dimension scenario is something that's been being talked about a lot on a quantum realm because they have been able to prove it through what they call string theory. Mm-hmm. That there are an infinite number of views simultaneously existing, each one existing for the mutual benefit of the other, but completely oblivious to the other's reality because you are living on a bandwidth frequency that puts you into a different world while at the same time sharing simultaneous space, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. A lot of people may not be able to relate to that, but I I understand it totally. Um, uh, But my thoughts is that they have been here since the beginning of time. Um, Because if you go way back, you'll see that even in the Bible, man, you'll see that when Ezekiel, uh, Ezekiel saw the will, so the will was what he only can describe as, as a flying saucer. Um, so we know they've been here. Um, now, some may say maybe you've fallen angels. Others will say uh, other. There's other societies. I say, I say astronauts, and they left behind colonies in places right. that they've gone. People can say alien, and maybe that is applicable because if you come from a different planetoid and you happen to land somewhere else, then technically, by definition, that makes you an alien to that world. So right. well, let's, what let's we are finding that. is that there, have, there are humans everywhere on different worlds. That's why they're able to come here and reproduce and make people that look, you know, and that doesn't mean that they're homo sapiens or something like that. That means that they're people and they may share anatomical differences and similarities. You may not even be able to tell that you're standing next to one of them till he does something incredible. Yeah, true. Now, I, I do know that there was an agreement signed um, with Roosevelt, I believe. I think it was Roosevelt that signed an agreement when there were flying saucers around the uh, the White House. This was like back in the, uh, I think, the late 40s. This is the 19, that's 1952 White House flyover. Yes, 1952. Now, yep. there's an agreement signed, um, and I don't know who the, the, the entities were, whether they were the Palladians or who they might have been, but the deal was that they were going to switch trade technology for human beings. Um, and they're, they're, I think they were actually researching human beings, whether they're trying to create another breed of humans. I don't know whether they're trying to get back to that. Maybe they're humans at one time. Who knows? And something happened on this planet because we really don't know the whole truth because we've been lied to so much. So, Those, uh particular flyovers were preceded by Operation High Jump, which was right. led by Admiral Bird Bird down yep. into Antarctica. And this is when they first encountered these ships. And 
they took an entire battle battalion down there and got their asses kicked and got and they let them survive. They didn't even have to let them survive. They basically let them limp back to the United States and tell the story. And then not too long later, the ships showed up and played a cat and mouse game with the best military aircraft that the United States have to were protecting the White House. So they scrambled jets to try to chase these things when they get a radar report of them hovering over Washington. And as soon as the jets start getting close, they take off at astronomical speed. They're gone. And the jets are looking dumbfounded. And they fly around for a couple, you know, an hour or so, trying to just make sure they're gone. So they land the jets, and they turn around and come right back. Just as quick as they left, they were back. Mm-hmm. So they scramble the jets again and get them up in the air and get it going, and you guys take off at 10,000 miles an hour again. And the basically what they're saying is, you know, you're dealing with the with the level of power that you can't you can't fathom what's happening. But a lot of people are not also realizing that this power that they're facing is ancient. This is this is this is the scientific principle that the entire ancient world was based on. Everybody had a UFO. Right. Um, this isn't that, new. These, this is extremely old, like older than the oldest thing ever. Everybody had a UFO. Everybody operated off of the clean energy principle. Electricity was free. Mm-hmm. That's why the, the ancient world is still kind of set up like that. We can see some of it sticking up out of the ground when you see all of the pyramids and obelisks and things like that around the planet. Those were energy centers, and obelisks were just like what we're using for telephone poles now, but they didn't need wires. They had free streaming arcing electricity, and they figured it out thousands and thousands of years ago where it was something that has been drawn down in the form of ancient hieroglyphs, and they basically took this once they figured out the Rosetta Stone and figured out what it said and recreated it and you had Nikola Tesla out here building Wartoncliff Towers and whatnot that did the exact same thing but as soon as J.P. Morgan realized that the Wartoncliff Tower was about to bankrupt him he put a kibosh on it mm-hmm. because they're like, why would we give people all of this energy for free when we could charge them for it? And he's like, because the planet provides the energy for free. Why would you charge people? That's like charging people for water. And they're like, hey, we could do that. Like, no, I yeah. wasn't serious about charging them for the water. No, but we could, we could label it and bottle it and we could do that. Yeah, and they've given every single natural commodity on this planet a price tag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, my understanding, um, a couple of different things that comes to mind, um, like Atlantis, um, when it went down, um, I'm thinking because everything's coming out of the ocean. Now, maybe something underneath Atlantis, or maybe these are entities that actually survived and got out of there. Um, before so, the, 
collapse. What what you're seeing is what they call this is this is what you see ancient African tribes like Dogon and the Zulu are making reference to to these entities. These are Neptunians that come from a water world. And they have some beings that they brought with them here, like dolphins and things like that. That's why dolphins are so smart. Uh, these are Neptunians. Um, and they had some issues some millions of years back and needed to be transported to a, another watery spot. And Earth provided the water that they needed. So you're talking about a ancient form of intelligence that's like light years past where we are. And we are very early in a reset because we are living in a world that's already been reset. The world, the doomsday that everybody is waiting on has already happened ten times. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. So... Now, why do you think um, this is a continuously cycle of doomsday um, with different entities? I I think it's just always been based on Well, it's because we are living in a controlled environment. When you live in a controlled environment, it only goes as far as the gatekeeper allows it to go. And no matter what you do, to think that you can best the game if the game, if the gatekeeper created the monopoly board and created all of the pieces and created the money and created the only places on the board for you to be able to go, no matter how much you try to deviate from the game, you're still locked within the game. Got you. And, and it makes perfectly good sense because as you start noticing different things, you start recognizing, you know, something is just not quite right. Um, with the way everything is being ran in, in this world. And the second that you start noticing that is when you get in trouble. They're like, oh, hey, you noticing. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. He, this one over here needs 150 cc's of knockout juice because he's noticing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Now, controls the planet. Outside of the Rothschilds, because that's just the bloodline. Oh, you got to understand it from a much larger perspective than people are willing to accept. Planets and entire solar systems and, 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 and parsec worth of distance are owned by specific species and that's hard for people to recognize that there are species that own entire star systems. Yes. And yeah. you know, you call the planet yours and they're looking at you like what do you mean your planet? Like do you know how many trillions of Raelian dollars we paid for this system? And you're sitting there like, huh? No, I just paid my rent last week. Yeah, on our planet that we paid for in this whole system. We own the whole star system. You understand that? No. And and most humans will be like, no, I, I didn't know. 
<laughs> exactly. You're like an ant to what's exactly. actually happening. Now, let me ask you this, Kamal. Where does the human factor come in and where religion comes in at? You know, because it's such a line. Humans, humans were a means to an end. This is the this is the story of the battle between the Anunnaki and the Ajiji, which yeah. which we call Bigfoot. Hmm. They 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 used to have a worker race digging right. the gold that they needed to blanket their atmosphere, just like we have industry tearing up the atmosphere here now. They were doing that billions of years ago on Nibiru. And that's and that's a part of that equation. This is this is this is further back than Inky and Enlil. This is Anu and Alalu. Yes. So the rulership uh there's a council from my understanding. So the rulership was supposed to be passed to uh I think Inky and initially had the rulership prior to or after rather, after somebody else is running this, one of the other entities are running it. But uh, I think it was Enlil that actually had a – he cared about human beings. You know, one of them was Inky or Enlil. One of them that Inky. Yeah, Inky. Okay. So th- that would be the same story that they're telling you about the the light bearer in the Bible, is, uh, which sort of gets people confused about the Satan story. Um, but – the story of Anu and Alalu and the transporting of the gold, the Ajiji War, is much older than that. This is this is uh, this is one of those things that, like the 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 battle of Tiamat and the destruction of Tiamat and the creation of the asteroid belt is even older than that story because the asteroid belt is part of the story. How Alalu had to escape Nibiru when he lost the kingship and make it through from the Centaurus region of this system where Alpha Centaurus is out where Nibiru is so far out and make it into the inner part of the solar system and he had to pass through the asteroid belt to get to this side of the asteroid belt and once he did, he detected gold, and the mm-hmm. gold blankets the atmosphere the same way that we use uh, nickel, silver, nitrate, uh, chromium, and we spray it out of the back of jets right now to blanket the atmosphere and make basically big sun reflectors and shine the light back out in the outer space. That's what they were using, monatomic gold, to blanket their atmosphere from the radiation, destroy their own atmosphere. And that's one of those things that came came into came into play and started the Ajiji War, the what we call Bigfoot or Sasquatch or Yeti or Yeren or Yowie. Where they were sick and tired being in caves and tunnels that were being bored out with huge machines and digging gold. And this is the problem. When you got big, strong, 
agricultural workers that can move at a thousand miles an hour and they got special abilities and they can disappear and reappear in different spots. Not this is not who you want for a worker. Right. When they decide to rebel, you're gonna have a problem. Yeah, exactly. And you know, when they get fifteen feet tall and they're angry, they could rip you apart and tear your spine. Yeah, so they had a vicious war between the Anunnaki and the Ajiji that ended in the result. The Ajiji said, we're not digging out any anymore. Well, you know, because the Anunnaki won the war, but they didn't win easily. It's like they, it's like we're going to have to commit everything to have to beat y'all. We're going to, you know, it's almost like not even winning. we got to yeah. commit so much that, you know, we might come away as the victors in the actual battle until we get home and Start looking at our wounds like, damn, y'all, y'all kicked our ass a little bit more than we thought. Well, so we're seeing this level in this game. In this game, so let's do this. Let's take a quick commercial break, um, and then we'll come back. Um, we're talking more about this in terms of where um, where was the creation from the uh, the um, Yeti and uh, Bigfoot. So we'll come back to that conversation, and we'll be right back in a few minutes. I won't be held back. Oh, hard to your guitar. I won't be held back. I won't be held back. Hustle hard till you get to the top. I won't be held back. Keep pushing cause the planet don't stop. I won't be held back. The only thing stopping you is yourself. I won't be held back. And if you fail, don't let nobody else. I won't be held back. Hustle hard till you get to the top. I won't be held back. Keep pushing cause the planet don't stop. I won't be held back. The only thing stopping you is yourself. I won't be held back. And if you fail, don't let nobody else. The reason make you watch it is better than if I shot you Cause everyone that was hating is staring them in the face The best of is their best and they know when you are the best And every problem that they have they can't get it up off their chest Like a bitch weighing down with more than a thousand pounds Seeing how you put the fin other than wanna hear the sound Of laughter in their face and they hide you without a trace You prevail and they hate it that generally I won't hate. be held back Hustle hard till you get to the top I won't be held back Keep pushing cause the grind is on top I won't be held back Only thing stopping you is yourself I won't be held back And if you fail don't let nobody else I won't be held back Hustle hard Get to the top, go on, get out the way, 
Making room, you get consumed like a horde of locusts. Feel the steam, swarming, sick, know what I mean. No running from apocalypse, no running from the pain we bring. Breaking you all, we'll never stop. Hear what I say, scream from the top of the mountain. I yell, the everlasting fail, crushing you all. With bullets they fall, harder than steel. I run to the mill, feel the vibration you can't even deal. Too powerful dog, intensity builds. I never rest, can't bring me to heal. The planet will shake, rumble and quake. I know you can feel me, now make a mistake. I'm rolling with forces, taking this course. My time it is now on top of the pile. I'm burning so hot, you must have forgot. I'm taking no shorts, you better abort. The mission at hand, and stop where you stand. Go on and run, see if you can. You'll never escape, lost a stack up. You're loving the hate, not up for debate. You're fading away, you wither away like yesterday. With nothing to say. Break you down, never stop. Mission I got, get to the top. Go walk and get out my way. Make it room, you get consumed like a horde of locusts. Feel the sting, swarm and stick, know what I mean. No running from apocalypse, no running from the pain we bring. Enormous of power, media showers raining from heaven, the ultimate weapon. Dark in the sky, no asking why. Your time it is here, the end it is near. Hurricane crush, filling the guts, blow your way. Nature will slay. Grind you pray, but what is the use? Apocalypse is coming for you. Go on and run, go on and hide. So big the tsunami consuming the tide. Watch your way, start over new. The God taking over the world, we will rule. Break it down, never stop. Miss Knockout, get to the top. Go walk and walk. Get out my way, you're making room. You get consumed like a horde of locusts. Feel the thing, swarm and stick, know what I mean. No running from apocalypse, no running from the pain we bring. Break it down, never stop. Miss Knockout, get to the top. Go walk and walk. Get out my way, you're making room. You get consumed like a horde of locusts. Feel the thing, swarm and stick, know what I mean. No running from apocalypse, no running from the pain we bring. We are back. Sorry about that. Um, you there, Kamal? Absolutely. You there? Definitely Kamal. still here. Okay. All right. Sorry about that. All right. Now let's go back to Bigfoot and uh, let's try to tie this thing in. All right. Tied in. Well, well, what I was the last I was saying, um, they ended up fighting to the end of a big war and coming to an agreement. And in the agreement, they agreed not to try to force them to dig for gold anymore and to replace them with a new worker. In the replacing them, they said, we need a worker that moves slower, is more docile, not as strong. We need to make them more plentiful to be able to do the amount of work that we require, but we can't make them as strong because look what just happened, having workers this powerful. Right. They created humans, and it took them a long time to get the Rikers, so... You have a lot of different humanoid species that they are finding throughout time that people are calling cave people. And these are different trials and experiments that they were going through until they finally ended up with the end product that they were looking for. But it's all genetic engineering. Just like, we, just like we do today, just like we do today with our science. Yeah, it's the only, it's the only reason that it's the only reason that we know how to do it. You got to understand, they took their own genes and put it upon a existing 
hominid creature of this planet, and the hominid creature starts to imitate them after a while. So the things that we think are natural to this planet or natural to people are actually imitations of those who put their imprint upon it. Right. And see, that's the thing that I was a little concerned about in terms of how this would work out, how would this work out in terms of uh, the, uh, the Yeti and how they came about and how they ended up splicing that together. You know, I mean, how did that? They're from another planet. There's an entire planet full of them, and they were captured for slave labor. Got you. Got you. Okay. Because I was trying to come to an understanding with that because they, I was thinking they, well, maybe. They try to show you this in the stories. Like, this is the reason that you see Han Solo flying around with a big, with a big foot in the ship all the time, and it seems cognitive and intelligent. It can fly the ship. It's your ally. It can fire weapons and runs around with you. It has names, jokes, and all types of This is real. And on that movie series, all of those things come from a planet called Kashyyyk, and they call them Wookiees. In this reality, the Ajiji are the Wookiees. Right. And they and they have an entire planet, and they were invaded and taken captive and forced to work. And yeah, that, now that makes sense. Yeah. And this is the same situation going on in today's world, of what they've all been about, they're making people enslaved, as you see in corporations today of what they're doing. And it's a repeat but on a lower level, you know what I'm saying? So I was just kind of thinking on terms of how, because I was thinking that maybe, you know, the Yeti was more like a caveman because he has such a, a man face, you know what I'm saying? No, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, well, there are people on all types of planets. It's, it is a man from a different world that can gotcha. do things that are incredible to us. Okay. It's normal okay. in their world to be able to do these things, but here, the things that they can do look like magic. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And it and it also gave them a helping hand in fighting those who had them enslaved. You know, it's real hard to catch somebody who can move that fast or is that strong. Or, you know, you get, how, how are you going to stop them? And the, the, it wasn't like battling a human, though. You got to understand, Anunnaki are like 15, 20 feet tall. Well, yeah, yeah. And that is so what we had, still are seeing. Go ahead. So they, Go ahead. So, so they had a serious war. Bigfoot is huge, and so are they. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I mean, in some of the lands where the the Native Americans uh Indian, they have seen them uh, out in their in their um area. Yeah, they were yeah. after they were peaceful with them too. At the yeah. at, at the time they would actually communicate with them. These are people who have um kept the 
mapping of all of the tunnels that they would dig in and huge spaces that have been burrowed out like the size of two or three states. Huge areas. Mm -hmm. This is Mm -hmm. why there are inner areas inside the planet where people can go and their habitations and different ecosystems and everything inside there because they they were they were created a long time ago. They're caverns and pockets all inside the work all inside the planet. Right, right. Yeah, and see that that makes sense. They're inhabited by humanoids. That's that's the best way to put it. There are all types of beings. There are more people that live on the inside of this planet than there are that live on the surface. I'm going to say that again so that anybody who didn't catch what I said can hear it again. There are way more people on the inside of this planet than there are that live on the surface, just like there's more water on the inside of the planet than there are on the surface oceans. There's four times the amount of water on the inner oceans than what you're seeing on the surface, which means the possibility of there being life and civilizations living right here on this planet. You know, everybody's so quick to want to go to another planet to find other civilizations and things like that. And they haven't even explored this one. Everybody wants to go to Mars, but we haven't even gone all the way down to the bottom of the ocean yet. Well, I don't think we can actually get down that far. You know, I think we have some problems with that. So, but my theory is that... But we can go millions and millions of miles off this planet to another world that belongs to somebody else. I think that we should uh, spend some time figuring out how to thoroughly explore our own planet before we go venturing off to somebody else's world because that's exactly what it is, somebody else's world. And, okay, you know, from what I understand from studying all of the space program, what they call secret space program information, what you're seeing on Avatar isn't too far removed from reality, from them going from world to world and attacking indigenous populations and taking their resources. That's not too far off from the truth and that we are way ahead of where people think we are. Well, I would say at least 500 years ahead of where where I think people don't understand. I think we're that advanced Um, from help, of course, but some say the Palladians are the ones that's helping. Well, there are more than there's more than one interested race from from the same information. From what I understand, a lot of a lot of different species come here to have humans engineer things for them. Humans are great at the assembly line and able to build things in stockpile and are revered for that throughout the star systems and a lot of people don't think that humans are dealing with other entities intergalactically but they are and you might say for instance somebody get abducted 
by somebody from another world. And while they're aboard the ship, they just happen to look and see that on the back of the pilot seat, it says Boeing or Lockheed Martin. So you think that this is some this is some uh, government craft or something like that, and y'all are just trying to fool us. No, 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 not at all. The aliens buy shit from us because we're really good at creating things. Okay. They they hire us to engineer their stuff. They'll give us a blueprint and be like, can you build this? Yeah. How many units do you want? Well, we need 10,000. No problem. Right. Now, let me ask you this. Where um, The thing with, with um, the civilization that are out there, we know that they are owned. A lot of these solar systems are owned by some of these entities. And they're vast in space, you know what I'm saying? So everybody has a, a claim on it. That's why I think the United States is trying to try to do the same thing because we know this much we know it was a war on Mars at some point in time in history. So is the United States trying to claim that as them owning that? Because that's what they want to do, I think. That's where they're at on. Mars is I, – I can – this this is where I was telling you about the destruction of Tiamat. Mars is a, is not a planet. Mars is a moon of a planet that isn't here anymore. Right. That we call the that we call the asteroid belt, and right. that, that planet had two moons. The other moon is still floating in the asteroid belt now, called Ceres. They call it a dwarf planet, but it's a moon as well. Mm-hmm. Those two those two moons were floating above this huge planet that was the asteroid belt. It used to be called Tiamat. Right. And the huge beings that lived on Tiamat, they were humanoids. They were about 10 feet tall with elongated skulls. And the beings that lived on what we call Mars now and on Ceres were about nine feet tall with elongated skulls as well, but different shapes. And those that lived on the moon were vassals of the people who lived on the big planet, but they wanted their independence from the big planet. They had royal bloodlines from both moons, and they were figuring they could run their own what they saw as their own world. And right. the and those that lived on the big planet below said, No, you're vassals to this planet. Those are moons. Those aren't planets. Mm-hmm. The, only reason, the only reason you're up there is because we put you up there. Now sit down and shut up, basically. And this started a war, and they had nuclear capacity at that time. So you got to figure... These are beings that are much bigger than us, creating bombs that are much bigger than what we used. And nuclear weapons are not good for a weapons exchange like missiles or something like that. Right. Everybody started firing off nuclear weapons at once, and all of the nuclear weapons going off at once created a chain reaction with the explosions and blew Tiamat. Up, and it also sent Mars traveling. Mars 
rotates counterclockwise while all of the rest of the planets in the solar system rotate clockwise. Why? Because Mars is not a moon. Mars is not a planet. It's a moon that was blown out of its trajectory, and then the gravitational tug of all of the rest of the planets keep it within the solar system. That's the only reason that Mars is where it is right now, but it was close it was further out, closer to the asteroid belt at one time. And the Mars is twenty miles thicker in Earth on one side than it is on the other because that's the side that was facing Tiamat when it exploded. This is the ancient war that everybody is wondering why Mars looks so desecrated and all of you know, something happened there. Yes, something did happen there. They went through that revolt. But that didn't kill the planet off. It just knocked it into a different a different uh area in space and it had life still for a few million years before it became the planetoid that we're seeing now. The Anunnaki were using it as a way station halfway in between Earth and Nibiru. When Mars is rotating around its solar system, once you get to a certain point in the year, Mars is at a certain point in the solar system where it's easier to take off from there and make the trip shorter. Gotcha. But now, you have now let me ask this question. Um, I remember seeing some footage. I believe it was on the moon, um, and I know you, you will recall this when I tell you where they seen the craft up there and it had some females and the one that uh, a couple of them were beheaded. So it looked like there might've been a crash or maybe shot down, but there's one female that was intact. And this is like, they said it's like a billion, a billion year old uh, foot wreckage. She had dreadlocks and she had, yep. Um, yep. She had artificial intelligent, uh, tattoos that were woven within her skin by some microfiber that actually allowed her to be able to fly the ship where she had a helmet headset that you would put on and the ship moves to the motion of your thought. So this, this, this ship was the size of Manhattan. Right. Now, my understanding that I think the United States retrieved that body because they were yeah. seeing that maybe they thought she had it. They went mm-hmm. up there and got her. They sent the entire expedition up there and they searched out the ship and they got all of the bodies and she was the one that was left intact and they brought her back and did, you know, uh, autopsy and took all of the garments and head head pieces off of her and studied her and she's well preserved had been up there for a long time and what they say her position was was she was a she was a pilot and she was uh she was a she was they said she was a human female that was working with the Anunnaki and that's what they they would always use human females that they would abduct and bring in as part of their ranks to do things like fly ships and be generals and things like that because the patriarchy doesn't exist in their world the same way it does. They revere women. Okay. 
Now, they were saying that perhaps they thought maybe she was still alive, but in suspended animation. Um, I don't this know is. because, you know, everybody, this you know, they, everything's so secret now. So go ahead. Well, this is possible. Their technology is way beyond ours. So if you find yourself in a state where you're way away from the place that you took off and your ship is down and you're crashed and you're not going anywhere and you start to run out of resources to put yourself in the cryostasis until somebody can find you might be your best option. Yeah, and that's what I think it is. Um, and it was just really crazy because I said it was a billion-year-old billion ship. I mean, that's, that's something right there. When you find something like that. You've actually found something, uh, without a doubt. So another thing um, that I want to ask you about is what about the dark black, I think they're about 12 feet tall, 13 feet tall. What solar system are they from, um, if you know? But they've been talks about this. And what's unique about these, these uh, keys, they look human, and they look like, like black, but they're really, really black. But they are, from my understanding, they're able to manipulate through the through the, the mind, and they have no weapons. And I guess with the power of their mind, they can destroy any enemy. Yeah, they don't they don't need weapons, and these are interdimensional beings. Okay. Are you talking about the shadow people? They're 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 here. They're interdimensional beings, but they're they're a natural product of this world through dimension. You know, Earth exists in more than one dimension and more than one frequency, and this is why they can phase in and out of reality the way that they do. Is because they can just step back into their reality if something gets too hot for them in this one move 25 feet and step back into your reality. Mm-hmm. Now, because that's why UFOs do the same thing, too, where you see them move and pop from one place to another one. And it's right. this is a teleportation, literally. When you teleport, you, you, you dissect all of your DNA molecules out of one specific space-time and reassemble them in another one. Mm-hmm. It, it, so essentially every teleportation is a new you that you've literally destroyed the old you and created a copy of yourself and re-downloaded all of the information in a new place. Okay. Okay. Now, you know, as we, we drive on with this conversation um where do you where do we fit in where we fit god into in this situation because we know that energy excuse me has always existed so where does god fit in on this equation because you know even though you have all these great entities that are able to do certain things where do you see god fitting into all this equation it's it's to the discretion of each person that is looking for an entity. A lot of different people call different entities God, and that's that's 
what monotheism has done is they have taken the plural out. Previous to that, they knew that there were multiple entities here that had agendas and helped one society against another one sometimes for their agenda to play out because the gods with an S at the end is more what's been happening the entire time. You're seeing different entities and different civilizations battling for control of resources here on this planet. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, now. And times for the control of the indigenous population to do the work for them. Yeah, well, you know, that's one of the things. But, you know, my situation is I'm thinking more in terms of uh, of uh, life and how it actually materialized. You know, I would think that one would say a spark of energy, you know, that could have created this whole equation. You know, I mean, something's responsible and how actually life began. So what is your take? I mean, we, I mean, let's, let's break it down to the lowest denominator denominator. Let's, let's break it down to that and see exactly where your thoughts is on this. Well, we're means to be a beginning and an ending somewhere. That's what I'm saying. We were the means to the end that they're talking about. Uh, okay. they they needed they needed everyone to uh, get along as far as ending the Ajiji war. So they needed to create they needed to create humans to supplement the workload. And we were never supposed to know about it or anything like that. We we operate better when we believe that we're in control. Right. They know this because they put their imprint upon us. So they've remained out of the scene for the most part. Periodically they send an emissary and we revere them throughout time, but that's one of those things that um, you never really end up uh, knowing who those emissaries are until usually after they're gone, you know, you get some legend about them while they're here, but nobody really believes it. You know, like the, you know, Jesus was an emissary. Muhammad was an emissary. Buddha was mm-hmm. an emissary. I Krishna was an emissary. Shit. Even Alexander the Great was a damn emissary. He was just here to create war. Mm-hmm. Now, what things interested to me, interesting to me, is that I, I've noticed that um, in a lot of uh, past life's experience, um, including my own, um, people always, I think, in terms of that, they gravitate towards who they worship, who they see in an afterlife situation. You know, in, in my case, you know, I would think that probably the shadow that I've seen was probably what we can consider God or maybe Jesus. Um, some people see um, Buddha. Some people see uh, Mohammed. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's the belief system that they have, we've been stuck with that's been ingrained so, in us, you know, embedded in us. So what I've heard about 
this particular topic, what they say in what they call Metatron's cube or or basically um, reincarnation is not natural to this system. It's something that was brought here to be able to create a perpetual cycle so that people can use the energy force that humans put off. Humans put off a lot of electricity and don't realize how much they put off, and there are entities that feed on it, and they can't afford to let you go. So they can recycle your soul back into a system. And Mm -hmm. through the recycling process, each particular person upon death and recycling will go through what they recognize as a heaven experience. You will meet whatever type of entity you believe God to be, yada, yada, yada. And they say when you see the light at the end of the tunnel, that's the way you're supposed to go. But everybody tends to go that way and end up right right back recycled into the system that they started from. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that um, some say that don't go into the light, um, and uh, I don't know. I mean, some see maybe there's another dimension or another uh, part of life. Maybe you'll come as something else. I don't know what that's about, but um, as of now, everybody seems to, you know, go to accordingly. And that's what happened with me when I was, um, before I got my heart, that happened to me. I was down for about five minutes. And uh, I actually did see the light, and of course, you know, I went to the light. And then when I when I came through the light, I was in a white room, all white room, and there was like a big, like a plasma type, looked like a plasma screen, but it looked like you can really just feel right through it. You know what I'm saying? And um, I just heard a voice say, "You're going to see your life review," and that's what it was. But in in my situation, my particular situation, it wasn't a situation where um, I was being um, scrutinized by whomever was showing me this. It was like I was kind of like seeing my life and the things that happened, and I was kind of like judging me versus anything else. So I don't know what that was all about, but to me, in my mind, it was totally real, you know. It's totally real. So um, I don't know what that situation is like, but I, I get what you're saying because I've heard that it's just a reincarnation, just a, a trap of bringing you back in to keep you um, under the same situation, you know? So it's, it's a recycling process. And the, the, white light and seeing the different entities that everybody believes in God is a comforting process that has already been pre-programmed in way before like it's it's part of your life whatever you're learning throughout life whatever you are beholden to is part of the program that they put in this is what you're going to see when you pass and then you get recycled back, and when the soul leaves, they find a new body for you. Right, right. So, 
when we come back, we're going to go ahead and continue to speak on this topic. Um, you're listening to CRS Radio, um, the chat reel with Billy and Friends, the Knowledge Station. And we'll be coming right back with more Kamal, Molly. Uh, you guys stick with us, grab you a drink, uh, some popcorn or whatever, and come back and listen in. We'll be right back. It's in my blood. 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 Never give up in this battle. I mean, never. It's in my blood. Never have no mercy or whatever. It's in my blood. Like it's 
Atari. You're the prey in this safari, running from the hunting party. The intensity is alarming, like some powers from beyond dance. You don't know what to do. You're a victim of the pressure when the titan's breaking through. And he crush you with no effort. All the barriers you planted, like a full buck, will smash it. I won't have it. I demand it. Feel the back of for this I won't have it, I demand to feel the back of this band, to feel the back of this band. The time for escalation has arrived, and I've been patient for my chance. I have been waiting on the title I am taking. Forms of number one contenders, who's the one who ventures in to end this match with this collision? The unanimous decision. I hit hard, and I hit hard, bro. I hit hard, and I hit hard, and I hit hard, and I hit hard, bro. I hit hard. One hit a quitter. Reaching in this rumble to erase all those who mumble. I cannot take the slur and the confusion I am curbing Like a drum drop as they're swerving Just to hear you is unnerving And for praise that's undeserving You want credit for your serving Let me angry at this grandma I'll be going off on camera Off the top of power slam You in the middle of the camera I know here the cuckoo's dancing Hit you flush I'm never present With a thousand pounds of pressure As my skills they are in hand Now you're tired and you're bent you're complaining and you're rent Because the course keeps getting harder And the end keeps getting farther Raise the scale of competition Much higher than you envision Like a surgeon making decisions I will Play you with precision. The time for escalation has arrived and I've been patient for my chance. I have been waiting. Now the title I am taking from the number one contender to the one who pinch up into end the smash of this collision. A unanimous decision. I hit hard. I hit hard, bro. I hit hard. And I hit hard. And I hit hard. And I hit hard, bro. I hit hard. One hit or quit The time for escalation has arrived and I've been patient for my chance. I have been waiting. Now the title I am taking. From the number one contender to the one who finch a fender In the smash of this collision, the unanimous decision I hit hard, I hit hard, bro I hit hard, and I hit hard, and I hit hard And I hit hard, bro I hit hard, one hit a quarter I hit hard, and I hit hard, bro I hit hard, and I hit hard, and I hit hard And I hit hard, bro I hit hard, one hit a quarter And we are back. So let's go back. Um, now, I'm going to ask another question, Kamal, um, and maybe we can kind of break this down to the people that's listening. We're listening to uh, Kamal Mali. Um, we're talking about uh, the reptilians uh, and UFOs and several other topics, Bigfoot, things of that nature. Um, and uh, before we get into that, uh, can you give us the titles of the songs and how they can get it, Kamal? Well, all of the music, everybody can go to Spotify, and we got three albums up there. Uh, we have In My Image, which has 16 tracks on it, some hours worth of music. Um, Relentless, which is an hour and 24 minutes, got 23 tracks on it 
and we got 23 tracks on Insurmountable. That's another hour and a half worth of music. All three of those albums up, there's like 64 tracks or something like that between the three albums. Okay. Okay, that's great. So what we're going to um, do, we're going to go and dig into um, uh, the, uh, what is Antarctica? Antarctica, we're going to dig into that because there's a lot of activity going on there. And as we know um, that um, Hitler was involved in that, um, in the Antarctica situation. So yeah, what do you created, think He created a... Uh, he created a... Uh, a military base down there called New Schwabenland. And they ended up, Hitler was going all over the planet um, looking for ancient relics and things like that because he believed that the ancient world was much more advanced than the one that we're living in. And he was right about this. Um, he knew of some places where they had information where you could still locate some of these places. So he was he was going to places like Tibet and dealing with the monks who knew how to find passageways into the inner earth. There are passageways that lead from Tibet to Antarctica. And passageways that lead from Luxor, Egypt, all the way to Antarctica. These are all underground tunnels go all the way underneath waterways and everything, all the way from one continent to another. And yeah, and Antarctica, it used to be tropical. It was a it was a it was a warm place at one time, and some of the biggest pyramids on Earth are there. They don't want people to know this because there are also other things there that they don't want people knowing about. Like the, this, the planet is bigger than what they told everybody. Oh, no doubt. That, that that's, that's the only assessment there is left to understand that they didn't tell the truth about how much geographic space we're dealing with. And when I say it's bigger, I mean much bigger. Well, Not if you look at it, bit. right. Now, if you look at it, the ice wall that is separates us from the other side, I understand it's all tropical over there. Um, well, there, there are all types of lands on the other side of this ice wall, from what I understand. Some of them are tropical, but some of them aren't. Right, right. And, uh, and I think – go ahead. Uh, I was going to say there. this is where a lot of the beings that we are supposed to recognize as aliens actually come from, that they're not actually coming from another world, that this world is actually just much bigger than we think it is, and it's separated by things like huge ice walls to keep us mm-hmm. up apart right and see it makes sense to me to if you keep people separated because i can look at i remember in grade school i can see the whole map of the whole country of the world you know what i'm saying and it was much more but as time got went on it started getting smaller and smaller and it's whether it's because of maybe 
or some types of floods or whatever it may have been, but now you're seeing a totally different map if you put the two together. If anybody has a chance to look at the old original map and compare it with today's map, it's going to look totally different. So you're absolutely yeah, right. Antarctica stretched to the entire planet on the older maps, and they have older source maps that are even older where you are seeing things that they took off the maps in like the 50s. They decided to change all of this stuff. Like the the Encyclopedia Britannica's had images of things that they found down in Antarctica, statues and and remnants of buildings and things that were sticking out of the ice and things like that. This was something that was known previous to that, but they started hiding it because the more that they explored down there, they realized, like, oh, this shit could change the world. Right. Like, these people had better technology than we got. Uh, I think we need to hide all of this and and reverse engineer it and put it out to the world as something that we created new. You know, basically, uh, that's the that's the easiest easiest way to convince a society that they're only at a specific level is reintroduce something old to them as as the newest form of technology. This society is crawling at the heels of the one that preceded it, which was the Tartarian Empire. Tartaria is buried beneath our feet under mud. They call these the the Great Flood and the Tartarian Mud Flood are the same thing. Okay. And the world is basically buried under about three, four hundred feet of mud. Beneath your feet are huge skyscrapers and and a world that's more advanced than the one we live in now. Okay. The only reason it's the only re- but it was built on the clean energy principle. They had they had all clean energy and their their planes and everything that they had all ran off of electricity. They didn't use combustion engines and things like that. They didn't use the resources of the planet and burn them to make their world work. Okay. Now, um, let's talk about, because um, we know things are going on. There's different life um, in the Antarctica situation. I, I followed a, a guy that was a part of the military, and they were, you know, because you know we have our tunnels as well. The elites have their tunnels, you know, prepared for if something happens. But I guess he was, uh, they were drilling down, and uh, he said he got down, got the hole open and got down and discovered uh, there was. I know um, this story very well. Yeah. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. The guy was missing some fingers. Yes. He was, yeah. That you were talking, yeah. Yeah. He was saying that those those uh, he worked for a mining company and they hired him 
because of his expertise as a miner to go on this military mission to be able to help the military people get through some of the mine areas. They needed somebody that was experienced. So they take this guy with them. You know, he's, you know, he's rolling with these military people. So he, so he takes a pistol with him, you know, yada, yada, yeah. yada. And as they're doing what they're doing, and they're blasting their way through specific areas, they blast through one cavern and open it up, and they find uh, basically an entire colony of reptilians. Yeah. And the blast killed some of the reptilians on their way in. So they're going, they're interpreting it as a attack, a military strike, which the guy ended up finding out that that's exactly what it was. They knew that those reptilians were there before they went down there and started striking. Yeah. And they blasted their way through the wall and had a war with them. And the guy said that they had some type of weapons that literally melted melted you. He said he got shot with whatever they had and it melted off half his hand. And he put his hand up and, you know, he had three-fourths of his hand was gone. <laughs> right. And it, right. It, it didn't, it didn't, whatever happened to his hand, that didn't look normal. It didn't look like, it didn't no. look like any kind of injury I had ever seen. No, not at I all. I can't. And, and he talked about, you know, he's he, dead now. He's yeah. dead now. You know, you know, they got rid of him after he they told that story. Yeah, they came and got that guy after, for telling that story. Cause... Yeah. And that's what they do. I mean, you have to look at things. When you discover something like that, all of a sudden, you know, you're going to be found with a rope around your neck. And you tell the people Not right anymore, out there. Though. Not anymore, though. Right Not anymore. Right now, the agenda has changed from from complete silence to complete transparency for some reason. Okay, but see... This is the whole situation. I mean, with him, he always said if anything happened to him, you know, in a suspicious way, that he didn't kill himself. So we already know that they got to him. Um, and they always now, they're doing it a different way now, because if you look at Hollywood and things that's going on there with uh, what's going on with Jamie Foxx um, and a few others that went through this whole situation with some weird yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know, they, they keep on doing something that makes people have a stroke type situation and there is um different different types of there's different types of uh substances you can give people that will send them into an arrest like they have stroke. Right, and right. It seems like this has happened to a few people along the way. Yeah, so now, as we go back to, to the Hitler situation in Antarctica, now, that is where I think Hitler got most of his technology from. Um, and I think as that started to progress on his end, I think he... Well, uh, he said that he found the inner Earth civilization that lived there, and they welcomed him in, and... uh taught them 
technology. This is what he was working on, what they called a wonder weapon towards the end of the war. And apparently they allowed the Americans to win the war on purpose as yeah. a distraction. Exactly. Because that is exactly what I'm talking about. I think still to this day, this is just my philosophy on this. I think that even though Hitler didn't win the fight, I think they're still active. They We know they're still active, but I think no, they're they, still fighting they the war. This was a joint effort. They yes. brought all of the Nazi scientists here to create and mass produce these things because they Thank were you. they realized planet planet wide they were like okay we got we fighting each other yada 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 and public perception needs to be that we're fighting each other but we dealing with people from other worlds here and yes. we need to go ahead and drop all of that bullshit and recognize what's important and they brought the best Nazi scientists that they had on the planet to the United States they got, the United States got half of them and Russia got the other half yeah because he was actually winning the war I mean but when they kind of turned on him they seen the bigger picture that's when everything but he didn't he didn't die in that situation anyway they got him out of there but. well the, his problem was he was trying to fight the people who were funding both sides yeah. of the war. Yeah. He 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 mm-hmm. went against the Rothschilds and everybody like that, and he's he was basically trying to tell the world that they're basically dealing with people from other worlds, and they're going to have their foot on your neck for the next eon if you if we lose this war, y'all toast. Yeah, and he's absolutely right. And see, the United States paints the pictures that they want people to see. You know, they never, they're never going to tell you the true narrative of what it really was. Um, I can see it as clear as day when you start looking at what's going on over in Palestine and over in Israel, um, how that took effect. Um, and I know that Hitler... Uh, as much as they want to say of the things that he did, but I think the rationale was he was so he was so pissed off at what the Rothschilds did to him um, in terms of destroying his economy, and it took him seven years to really get his economy back, and then all the other things, and you know having all the other countries like Russia and all the rest of them united together and just going at it, you know what I'm saying? So this is a major factor. So, you know, we always want to paint them pictures of our, our people that are supposed to be an enemy to us as being somebody totally, you know, wicked and bad. But if well, you look into the background of it, you see something totally different. Well, they said, you know, he was the most evil man in history while overlooking Leopold. Thank you. Thank you. This is my position. How do you become your uh, man of the year with Time Magazine talking about Hitler, and all of a sudden he's the most wicked man on the planet? Now, well, the United have States to... deemed him the most wicked man on the planet and, Thank you. and taught everybody here some botched history. I mean, but like I said, they overlook Leopold. So they're saying, you know, I think that, you know, the Holocaust is a horrible thing that happened. There's six million people passed in the Holocaust. 
but there are 20 million people in the Congo that Leopold killed and maimed and was cutting off their hands and sending them back to Belgium. And they still to this day have like little chocolate hands that they have, that they have like, you know, the same way that you get somebody a box of chocolate hearts. They have hands to commemorate when Leopold was in the Congo cutting off people's hands. Well, I just it's a it's a situation I think is just a terrible situation. But you have to look at it. Even when you look at um, Saddam um, and 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 uh, Saddam and Gaddafi, you know they painted the picture how they want to paint it. These guys, we know for a fact that Saddam was a, a ally to us, and he it was proven he had no n- nuclear weapons whatsoever. He had the fourth largest economic power in the world outside of the United States is what the biggest problem was, and he was growing. He took Baghdad, and Saddam thought he was a – or I'm not going to even say he thought because, you know, who am I to say that he wasn't? You know, who is anybody to say that he wasn't? He believed that he was a a resurrection of King Nebuchadnezzar, and and Nebuchadnezzar – Raised the 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 terrace gardens in in Babylon before, and it hadn't been done again since until Saddam Hussein came back. He he basically said he was a reincarnation of Nebuchadnezzar all the way through. He he always asserted that. Well, again, but the time with him, it's like it was just so wrong, and how they did him. You know, um, and even with Gaddafi. Now, we know that their motivation for these guys, I think, was probably Gaddafi. They're looking for that. They had, I think, two or three of the gates, the star gates. Um, and it, they d- detected that they had a star gate in their museum. So they tell us, like they always do, you got to hate these people because they're abusing their citizens and all that nonsense. When the truth is they're going over there for natural resources and they want that Stargate, you know? So if they have all four of them, they can actually leap in and out um, with that Stargate. So everything that you see on TV, when you're a kid coming up that they have shown you, they have that. And if they don't, if they don't have it, they will have it. It's just a question of locating where it is. And they located that. And it's like, well, you never get news from the other side. It's always United States telling the story. So, you know, you get geeked up on what they're telling you. You're not even hearing the other side. The same is with uh, oh, Bin Laden. Bin Laden has been dead. Obama didn't go over there and get Bin Laden. As a matter of fact, they sacrificed their own Marines because they, they're going to come back and tell them, hey, there's no Bin Laden. Bin Laden's been dead. You know, so what they do? Shoot the, the uh, helicopters down and guys die. But they're not going to tell you that. But if you read right through it, you'll see exactly what it is. And this is another thing that they never do. So you know they were lying. What they never do, they never... They've got to create scenarios to get society to shift certain ways. And those that got to fall while they're creating the scenario, they call them collateral damage. Exactly. But look at this. You know for a fact, any time they have a a Muslim person in in their grasp, they never, if they kill them, they always give the, the body back to family. But they're going to lie to us and say, oh, we threw uh, 
Osama over in, over in the sea, over in the ocean. You know that's a bald-faced lie. You know what I'm saying? They never do that. Because the United States, and I love my country, don't get me wrong, but the United States wants to brag about, you know, what they do. But they, they, if you're not hearing both sides of the story, you can't get to the truth. you got to speculate it. You know what I'm saying? you gotta, you got to read between the lines unless you have another source to actually listen to to put the story together the way it is instead of relying on our media to tell the truth because they're all ran by corporate. And whatever corporate wants them to print, that's what they're going to print. So, you know, that's the thing that, that gets me about, you know, the way they do things. But I guess that's a form of their control to keep the power, you know. So I get it, you know, but it's just whether it's right, it's not right, you know. So that's how I, right. I, I work. So like yeah. I was saying earlier with, you know, no matter how much you try to bend and twist within the system, they created the entire system. If you create the monopoly board and the pieces and all of the monopoly money and everywhere that you can go on the board and every rule that you could break has already been thought about and a counter for it has already been put in place, where do you go? Now, after we come back off and break, um, I want to talk a little bit about where do we see the dollar going to, because I'm actually seeing what's happening here. And how do we fight back if possible? So let's talk about that when we come back. Now, um, ladies and gentlemen that's out there listening, you you don't want to miss this, so let's take this break. Get your popcorn, get your drinks, and come back and listen in. We'll be right back. I won't be held back. Hustle hard till you get to the top. I won't be held back. Keep pushing cause the planet don't stop. I won't be held back. The only thing stopping you is yourself. I won't be held back. And if you fail, don't let nobody else. I won't be held back. Hustle hard till you get to the top. I won't be held back. Keep pushing cause the planet don't stop. I won't be held back. The only thing stopping you is yourself. I won't be held back. And if you fail, don't let nobody else. The didn't make you watch it, it's better than ever shocking Cause everyone that was hating is staring them in the face Your now Your is they know when you are the best And every problem that they have, they can't get it up off their chest Like a bitch weighing down with more than a thousand pounds Seeing how you press a pin, other than wanna hear the sound Of laughter in their face and they hiding without a trace You prevail and they hate it, that generally the case I won't be held back Hustle hard till you get to the top I won't be held back Keep pushing cause the grind is on top I won't be held back The only thing stopping you is yourself I won't be held back And if you fail, don't let nobody else I won't be held back Hustle hard i 
dropping you will never hold me back. I take off the like a rock. Every obstacle I drop it in my race, I think it's up. And you will never hold me back. I take off the like a rock. I won't be held back. Hustle hard till you get to the top. I won't be held back. Keep pushing, cause the grind is on. I won't be held back. Only thing stopping you is yourself. I won't be held back. And if you fail, don't blame nobody else. I won't be held back. Hustle hard till you get to the top. I won't be held back. Keep pushing, cause the grind is on. I won't be held back. Only thing stopping you is yourself. I won't be held back. And if you fail, don't blame nobody else. I won't be held back. 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 Times you all been warned, hear the blowing of the horn and the beating of the drum. Now I'm bringing down the storm. It's time to carve our mark, set in stone as we embark. The flames are causing sparks, lightning flashing. Bring light to your world. Follow me through the cat. Bring light to your world. I know it's dark, but I'ma get you. Bring light to your world. Through the chaos, I will burst the Bring light to your world. And blow the horns on the planet is. Just like a comet from the topping of the summit And there is no running from it You are falling by the hundreds You are fearing this revival to the game It is revital Why I'm taking all your titles As you're standing by your idol Cause when I come to conquer You'll be hiding in a bunker Deep down in the cellar Now just stay down there forever Like bones out in the desert In the most horrid endeavor I am taking all the measures Cause this war it is my pleasure The anger it will fester Cause you know I'm gonna bet you I will keep applying pressure And I'm looting all the treasure I'm expanding the circumference I weigh more than you have wanted And I really come to get you The stop children will get with Too many times you all been warned Hear the blowing of the horn and the beating of the drum Now I'm bringing down the storm It is our time to carve our mark, descend stone as we embark The flames are causing sparks, light and flashing Bring light like to your world Follow me through the cataract Bring light like to your world I know it's dark, but I'ma get you Bring light like to your world Through the chaos, I will burst Bring light like to your world Blow the horns on the planet here the blood, sweat, and tears got me grinding on my gears and erasing any fears as a crown I commandeer. Great disruption to the game, causing you the greatest pain, and I put you all to shame. We're releasing the untamed. Rage is going wild with the power that's compiled. It's just indigo the child. I'm already getting riled. To the upper limits, now let's get down to the business with the skills that is so vicious, taking on all the malicious. Get broken like some dishes with the power that's tremendous. After method is horrendous from the starting to the finish. The sun got with the ministry, attacks you try to come with. The sun got with the ministry, attacks you try to come with. Too many times you often Hear the blowing of the horn and the beating of the drum. Now I'm bringing down the storm. It's our time to cover our mark, set in stone as we embark. And the flames are causing sparks, light and flashing. Bring light like to your world. Follow me through the cataract. Bring light to your world. I know it's dark, but I'm a get you. Bring light to your world. Through the chaos, I will burst. Bring light to your world. Blow the horns on the planet here. Too many times you all been warned. Hear the blowing of the horn and the beating of the drum. Now I'm bringing down the storm. It's our time to cover our mark, set in stone as we embark. And the flames are causing sparks, light and flashing. Bring light to your world. Follow me through the cataract. Bring light to your world. I know it's dark, but I'ma get you. Bring light to your world. Through the chaos, I will personally light to your world. And blow the horns on the planet. Bring light to your world. 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 And we are back with the Billy and Billy with the chat reel, um, the knowledge station, CRS radio. And we're here with Kamal Mali. In case you're just joining us, uh, we have been discussing um, several topics, um, UFOs. We spoke on the reptilians, um, the Palladians, 
um, and different situations going on in Antarctica. So it goes on and on. So I want to go back um, as before we went to break. Uh, first and foremost, uh, um, let's talk about the music real quick. Um, can you run those uh, songs back and let them know where they can get it? Yeah, that was uh, I Won't Be Held Back in My Blood. Those are songs from the Insurmountable album. You can hear those on Spotify. Um, I heard Dome Over the World and I Hit Hard. Those are from the In My Image album. Those are available on Spotify, Amazon, you know, all platforms you can find that. Um, I also heard a song from the Relentless album on there to break you down. Um, again, same same platforms that all of those uh, songs can be found on. There are three albums, 64 tracks worth of music out there by Urban Diversity Music Group. And... Uh, each album is definitely two of them are an hour and a half and one of them is an hour. So no shortage of listening material. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, I, I'd like to uh, also ask where you're going to be performing in the near future that people might be able to um, get a chance to check um, your shows out. I don't have a show schedule currently, but our, our next event we are playing with KRS one coming up. But Beautiful. we don't ha- we don't have a date for the event yet, but that is the next event that we have scheduled. Okay, that's great. That is great. Matter of fact I did see a video of a show you were doing. Um matter of fact, uh I believe uh my uh one of my hosts, Danny uh I think posted it up. And uh, a very, very nice. Uh, people, you don't want to miss yeah, their show. I believe we were opening for EPMD and Rockham when you yes, on yes. the video. Yes, yeah. uh, very nice. So you don't want to miss Kamal. Um, very uh, very informative also um, as, as an artist. Um, we go back a few years, uh, but he's very knowledgeable on the topics that we're talking about. So let's get back in it. We've got a few more minutes. Um, and i also like to thank my host, Danny Redwine, for actually uh, helping me out um, on this uh, on this show. So I really appreciate the love. I appreciate the love from her. Anytime, also, you can, anytime, you can hear. <laughs> Thank you. Anytime. You can actually <laughs> hear her on um, Friday from uh, 12 to 2. Our comedy show is all the hook off the chain and i'm telling you you don't want to miss it because she's got something happening there and i always tell her all the time i'm very proud of her and i have a great host uh all the way around and i'm so proud of everybody um because we're working hard to try to make uh the station as powerful as it possibly can be we have other um hosts that will be coming on joining us soon um, and you're going to love that. We're going to be talking. We're going to have a, uh, a Hispanic station um, where it be um, English and Spanish can actually get everybody involved. And uh, we'll be dealing with also a sports station. So we're actually working on putting that together. 
um, actually me and Danny are working on that, getting together. So that will be coming soon. So we'll, let's get back. Uh, Danny, is there anything you want to chime in on at all? No, actually, I was listening to a lot of the stuff and, and in agreements just because my mom made us read books. So <laughs> I've always yeah. heard about aliens, um, always thought, you know, was never really a conspiracy theorist on it. I know that God has not only created just us, um, you know, I am definitely aware that there has to be other beings out here, um, you know, just the same the same as all of us come from an uh, African woman. You know, I just believe that our history just goes beyond a lot of what we even know today, but we've been hidden from a lot of that information. A lot of that information has been kept under wraps, and unless, you know, you read books or, you know, you have parents that made you aware of those things, you would never know about them. You're absolutely right. And that's why um, so that's my- I, 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 I get the- <laughs> Yeah, but, but I, I'm right, enjoying but the I'm enjoying I, the conversation. Yes, very much. Nice to meet you, yeah. Paul. Yeah, likewise. And and this is the thing, Danny, that I talk about when I want to talk about things of this nature. I bring on people like Kamal. I've got some other uh, people that are really deep down in this. Now, um, you want to check out uh, Kamal when uh, uh, what is it? The uh, universe of of the consciousness of the universe that will be coming on next week. And that's going to have um, KC and, and Rod Hayes, Rod Hayes. I know you're, I know you're familiar with Rod Hayes. Um, so yeah. he'll mm-hmm. be jumping in every once in a while and we'll have some real deep people on that show for real. So you definitely want to tune in on that. That's going to be on Sundays. I believe they're going to go on from, um, I think it's a 10 to 12 platform or an 8 to 10, but I'll be, I'll let you know when I, you know, get the times locked in. So they're actually in training, um, and when Danny gets the green light, um, then we'll start putting things together. So um, we're just doing a few things in the background. But let's go ahead and get back um, to where we're at, because uh, I wanted to kind of talk about, um, I forget what it was before we went to commercial break, um, but let's pick back up and see where we are and where we're heading are the people going to stand up at some point in time and take their, their liberties back, you know, or is it going to end up as it has in the past with more destruction and a, a re-cleansing of the planet? What's your thoughts? Well, that is a cycle that happens. They allow society to get to a certain point, and then they reset it. They do it on purpose all the time because resetting it allows them to stay in control. If you allow society to grow too far, they'll be able to challenge you. This is all the way back to the Tower of Babel and them uh, thinking that uh, confusing people's speech and not allowing them to be able to communicate with one another for mutual technological gain was a good idea. So they made sure that this was something that could never happen. They don't want humans to be able to challenge them. This is why you always hear 
different stories about uh you know like Prometheus or or you know somebody coming to give humans knowledge that they weren't supposed to have and then being punished for it um this is to always keep humans at at a controllable level right exactly if you if you give basically like if you give the slaves the keys to the car they'll be able to drive too and uh, yeah i agree there are some there are some people that are within this that are saying, well, why shouldn't the slaves be able to drive? They should be able to have a car, too. And, you know, it's caused them some problems trying to get us a car. Right. Now, do you think that actually um, the way it was designed um, as far as here on Earth, um, do you think that there was life forms here? Well, I think we discussed it earlier, but they were, like, for instance, man, was developed through what something that was already yeah, there were already existing hominids here, and they came and put their imprint on an already existing hominid species. Right, right. Now, my understanding is that uh, they had capped off the lifespan of humans because when humans yeah, were living, humans, five humans were easily living a thousand years and they knew how to go in and genetically cut that down and they chopped it down to to five or six hundred years and then they did it again and you started getting stories of people that were about 300 or so and then they figured out the 120 year cycle which we are on now right right so I think at some point in time, uh, you know, I don't know that we're going to wake up totally to actually control our own destiny. I think it's always going to be altered at some point in time. I'm, I don't know what they're going to be able to get out of this, this cycle that we're in as human beings. You know, are we ever well, going to be able to? It's, it's recognizing that you're in a cycle is the only way out of it. A lot of people don't recognize this as being in a cycle. What we're talking about right now is some taboo stuff or just non-existent for a lot of people. It's in the movies. It's science fiction. They don't believe any of this. Yeah. You'll find a lot of and, I was just, Yeah, I was discussing this come out with a a cousin um, that I had just met, you know, we just talking over a few things, you know, something about the, the radio show and stuff like that. And, you know, figuring, well, let me see where he's at, you know, mentally wise. And uh, he just couldn't relate. And I'm like, some people you just can't talk to about these things well, because they get better, yeah, you know? Well, it's because you're disturbing everything that they believe reality to be. And the second that you take somebody out of the comfort zone of their reality, you get a bad reaction out of them most times. Oh, no doubt. That's what grounded them. That's what makes them believe that. And you just shook their foundation, their whole foundation. Of faith to the core. 
Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, so I'm very, very uh, particular about the things that I discuss with people because they are very grounded to what what, uh, the world has given them. You know, what has came from the elite, corporate, all that, there's this grounded to that situation that you gotta you gotta think outside the box and make it make sense. You know what I'm saying? Everything that they've told well, us, you know, it's this been is what, this is where that becomes an issue is that the people in the society become the guard of of the society after a while. That they're such ingrained brainwashing techniques that are put in there that the second that somebody who's really brainwashed sees somebody operating outside of the brainwashing technique, you immediately become the enemy. Right, right. So that's the that's scary part about it, you know. So um, I, I just try to do as much as I can as um, a citizen of the world per se, and try to spread some knowledge and let people know, you know, the more we get together and learn what this life is all about, then we then we can gain power, but not until, you know, we're just going to constantly be sheep, you know, following the same herd and going into self-destruction. And I don't think it really has to be that way if, if everybody can just raise their um, – their elevation raise up, you know what I'm saying, with the knowledge, you know? Well, we missed, uh, or a a good portion of people missed what they were just calling the ascension. There are a lot of people who didn't wake up. There are a lot of people who did. And this is, yeah. And uh, only the people, the only only the people who were supposed to wake up are the ones who did. Yeah, if, and, and if, they did, if, if, if people didn't wake up, they weren't supposed to. They're still supposed to be in the coma that they're in. Yeah, and, and that's what when it you is. go out when you go out to wake people up, and you be like, you know, well, we got to get as many people as we can. The people that you're supposed to get will hear you. Mm-hmm. Their, their brains will be. In tuned enough to take the information, and the ones who shy away from it, those are the ones with the blinders on. Not saying that you won't ever wake them up, but not at that particular time. They're not ready to be unplugged. They're just like this is just like waking somebody up early in the morning who's just not ready to get out of bed yet. They're gonna have a bad reaction when you try to wake them up. You know, everybody reaches over and pushes the snooze on their alarm button when it's going off because they just don't want to hear that shit. Right. And I think it applies to the same way of you've been locked up or in a coma for 20 years and you come back and see all the changes. It's almost hard to adjust, you know? Yeah. And it's the same. You're trying to tell somebody, well, this is how things are now. And they're like, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. You don't need to keep on hitting your head up against the wall until they realize, oh, that's what it is. You know, I mean, I can or imagine. until you tell them that it's always been like that, and the reality that they've always believed in has never been reality. Exactly. That is that, that is that is some of the hardest stuff for people to swallow. Right there, is that they well, think, believe? Huh? 
Go ahead. I, I just think basically that they are just so programmed in this whole situation, this whole world, with the mindset. That's the hardest thing to break, man, because if you see no truth um, because it's been hidden, you're going to walk around like a zombie. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to go according to what Simon says. Simon says jump, and you say, I'll, I'll jump, you know. So it's that Simon says approach. And they teach that earlier on in, in school, man. It's like all this nonsense that had I had younger kids now, I'd probably homeschool them versus taking them through all this, this garbage that is honest. It's just really taking and just filling your mind up with, with, uh, it's not, it's not education. Yeah. It's, indo- it's, it's indoctrination. It's indoctrination. And, exactly. and the society indoctrinates you into being blind. So that, a lot of the things that we're talking about will just pass right by you and, you know, you'll become one of the guard dogs. If you hear somebody talking about it, you'll laugh at them. You'll say, oh, did you hear that thing he said? Isn't that ridiculous? Which helps you, if you're a guard dog, find out who else believes that. If somebody says, no, no, that's not ridiculous. I kind of believe that. Oh, my God, you too. You guys are crazy. Yeah, and and see, that's the whole thing. They have a whole bunch of people within that scenario that don't know they're these guard dogs. Yeah, and see, the thing, what hurts, I think, the people is, you know, um, their religion, you know, because that's something that was given to them. And it's hard to break somebody from what they have been taught and believed in all their lives. But, you know, when you look around and you see these mega churches and things that's going on there, all this is just, you know, beggars for money. You know what I'm saying? They're talking. They're not telling you the real truth. They're telling you what they were taught to tell their congregation. So it's just really a money game. Uh, There are some churches, I think, that are very sincere. Them are small churches. But once you start, you know, climbing up the ladder, you start getting all this money coming in, then it changes Even that. Even the person. small ones are government subsidized, and they have a specific doctrine that they have to tell. And generally, every Sunday, there's somebody sitting in the church making sure what comes out of your mouth doesn't deviate from that, or else your government funding will get cut. Yes, and see, this is the truth. This is the truth, and this is what I say. And people out here listening, listen very closely. Because being that they are 501c3, they have to operate like what Kamal says on the structure of that. And here's the kicker. If there's something that breaks out, like the COVID broke out, and let's say there's something that's just out of control that they don't have any cure for, what are they going to do? They're going to come to all the churches. They send your people here. You know what I'm saying? They'll be safe here. And they'll send them in herds, and they'll and end the up being pastor attacked. pastor has to sit up in front of the church and tell you to go get poisoned if he wants to get paid. Thank you. Thank you. So please be awake and let COVID, COVID be a lesson to all of us because there was rush to judgment, and we all know in terms of how that came about, that was a plant. And it's to see the reaction, how many people would react. Who in the world is going to tell somebody, uh, you got to take this or you don't have a job, or uh, now we're going to give you money to go in and get this, this jab? You know, 
you can see where it is. You see where it lies. It's a it's a lie. Well, they're trying to shut off people's DNA currently because exactly. during during this time period, we are moving into our entire solar system is moving into a part of a galaxy where we have multiple suns here. When yeah. we move into this part of the galaxy, which happens once every 26,000 years on a cycle, people start doing incredible things, and you start seeing things that have always been mythological throughout time. Things start reappearing. I know you're hearing lots of reports of people talking about giants and mermaids and all types of stuff that they're seeing right now, but that is because we are moving into the entire solar system is moving into a different into the warmest part of the galaxy which is also why we're having this melt off yeah i know that everybody believes that it's factories and things and those do not help anything they add heat to the already high emissions but on a secular cycle once every 26,000 years the ice caps melt anyway the ice caps are melting on Mars, too, and none of the factories that we have here are responsible for it, but they're all melting at the same ratio. Why is this? Because we are moving into a warmer part of the solar system where there are multiple suns here, which is another reason that they cloud the sky as much, because they don't want you seeing it or getting the full effect from it. They don't necessarily want you turning into Superman. Exactly. So on that note... Uh, we have to leave out of here, and uh, it was a beautiful conversation, Kamal. I love having you on. Um, you're more than welcome to come back as we start growing more on the platform. And I have to once again thank uh, my girl, Danny Redwine, and please get on top of her shows on Friday. I guarantee you're going to love it. It's from 12 to 2, and uh, we have several shows that are coming up you're going to love. So, Everybody around the world, thank you so much for listening in. We love you, and have a great, great 4th of July. And some of you that are already on the 4th, have a great one. Good night, everybody, and thank you so much for listening in. We're out of here.